surreal uh, in some respects when I uh, went to interview Ken Dodd because this actually took place in the early hours of the morning. Yes, Ken, it gives you brilliant value for money. If you ever want to go and see Ken Dodd, it's great humour and it's a long show. And he finished at midnight and then he had a rest. Because I don't blame him, he was on his feet for hours. And I actually got to interview him at 20 past one in the early hours of a Sunday morning. So, yeah, it was a bit surreal. But uh, you know what? He was still full of life. And, well, you'll see from the interview. So let's start with part one. To be in the company of one of this country's best-known comedians and entertainers, a man who certainly gives value for money with his legendary long shows. Uh, welcome to Ken Dodd. Uh, Ken, you are 87 years old, but the show. Oh, was just of... one of. What do you mean one of this country's? Oh, like go on. Who's the rest of the mob? <laughs> who would you rate? You them? are got to be. Okay, go on. Ken Dodd sitting here in Leicester talking to this gentleman. I think he's. I think he's half because I'm sure he's on a few. <laughs> uh, well, it is. 20 past 1 in the morning. Oh, God. Um, right, you're 87 years old, but no, show no signs of slowing down and still I'm not, performing. I'm not 87 years old. My, 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 uh, my bones are 87. Okay. My, my teeth are 87. <laughs> my head is... But my mind, me, 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 inside me, I'm 21. But this is what... This is why I'm 21. I can't understand. What is your secret of vitality? No, see, everybody, every, think about it. Anybody listening now who's, uh, well, knocking on a bit, perhaps the age of 40 or 50, you don't feel 40 or 50, do you? You feel, still feel 21. Of course you do. That's true. You, you can well. be any age you want to. Uh, I think I am very, very grateful. I do thank God that I've, I've still got my marbles. Mm. Uh, I can think. Uh, I can think. I can talk. I can imagine, which is one of the most precious things of all. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's in the mind, I think. Well, yeah, certainly your mind's very sharp still. Uh, were your parents, Arthur and Sarah, blessed with longevity in life? Uh, no, no, not 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 well, not as long as I would like. No, right. no, they, they, they did the they did the three score and ten, but um, no, it's uh, I don't know. I think some people are just well, lucky. You, you, you're just blessed, mm. not lucky. I used to say lucky when I was your age. I used to say blessed for that. Lucky, but I say blessed now. <laughs> okay, Ken. Uh, how do you remember all your jokes and routines during your epic I don't shows? Know. I don't know, to be honest with you, but uh, a joke, an old joke is like an old friend, right. and you never forget old friends. That's a bit of a, a smart aleck answer, isn't it? But it, it is true. Uh, no, because you, good jo- good jo- you, don't, you don't forget good jokes at all. Mm. Well, well, you do, but uh, they, can, they can pop back in your mind every now and again. I told a joke tonight that I hadn't told perhaps the last uh, 10 or 15 years. I think you really, if, if it suits the occasion, you'd be surprised what pops back into your mind from, from way back. I surprise myself sometimes. I think in your mind, you're more than, you're more than one person. There's about half a dozen people all lurking in there. And uh, each one of them, uh, now and again, uh, uh, has, has his say, or her say, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's, a, there's a group of people in there all wanting. Uh, to say something. Okay. Uh, in your 61 years of show business, you have had plenty of special moments. Can you tell us about one of your career highlights? Oh, I've had so many wonderful, so many one. Every day is a, a good day, and every show is a, potentially is a great show. Tonight was a wonderful audience. Tonight was a wonderful night. Right through, we had lovely people.
people uh, with me. It's not a variety show. It's not just one person. Uh, it's marvellous people. Uh, an act called Andante, which is which you saw tonight, is a very lovely lady and rather well, a very nice young man. And they uh, they play they, they play all kinds of musical instruments. Then we also had a wonderful magician, uh, Danny, who goes under the name of Amethyst, with a beautiful lady assistant. Uh, a great, a great, wonderful magician. So, oh, and, and of course my lady, my partner lady, Simi, yeah. Simi Jones, who is a, is a wonderful pianist, singer, and plays the flute. You can't get better than that. No, so, true. and we're training the dog as well. <laughs> no, they, 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 it's a great, a variety show is a, is a wonderful piece of showman, show, show business, because you have, you have all sorts of lovely people. And I've, uh, over the years, I, I've, I've met and worked with marvellous, wonderful people. Now that I, I present my own show, I sort of produce the old shows and book the artists myself. Uh, I, I've got a, a sort of a, I've got a sort of a, a, a company of, of artists who uh, I put on different shows, various shows. We all you know, give, just ring the changes. Mm. Uh, yeah, and they're lovely people. They're, so it's like your own production yeah. company in a way. Don't Generally speaking, yeah, most show business people are, are very, very nice socially uh, nice people mm. I think we, we all realise how fortunate we are to be in a, in a job that we uh, that we, we love doing yes. that, that, that must be the secret of a very happy life if, you, uh, if you've got a job that you really enjoy surely that's 90% of the job isn't it? Exactly it does make a difference if you enjoy it alright we'll just have a break there while we play one of your um, well known hits Tears because this Tears will be for Souvenirs yeah Tears for Souvenirs was 19, 1965 I was at the yeah. Palladium oh really and uh, I was at the Palladium at the time and when you go uh, to Abbey Road the, the, in those days the, the orchestra was live there with you there were about uh, 40 people in the orchestra and you, you went into a little cubicle like a glass cubicle Mm. Uh, and you uh, sang with the orchestra. Now they, they put them together like a jigsaw now yes. record, but then you did it, uh, it was more or less live. And uh, you do uh, three songs in the afternoon. I don't know what the third one was, I know the first two. One was called Tears and one was called The River. And uh, we, we released them both, but Tears was released in the, sort of uh, the, the May or the June mm. and the, the River in November. Uh, Tears has done so it's gone two million now. Gosh. I'm very proud because I'm, you know, after all, I'm only a comedian from Naughty Ash, <laughs> and to be a pop singer as well is that You're not so, just a comedian; you're, you're a very popular comedian. Well, uh, it, I think it, it's uh, Tears sold two million, and uh, the river uh, went silver. So that, that's it. Yeah, yes. I was very lucky. I was able to choose the songs I recorded. A lot of uh, entertainers were given the song by, say, the music publisher or their agents and said, "Yeah, that's it. Go and record that." And they had uh, very little say in it. But I was able to choose which songs I recorded, which was a very uh, a good bonus. Oh, good. Um, Ken, before embarking on a career in show business, did you have any plans to do anything else instead? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I, 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 I did quite well at school, and um, I went into my father's business. Uh, he, was, he was a coal merchant, mm -hmm. so my brother and I, we ran the coal business. My dad wasn't too well at the time, so we, uh, we ran the coal business. And uh, as far as I remember, I did, I did about 10 years, 
uh, working with Billy, my brother. And as far as I can remember, we laughed every day. All we did was laugh. We oh, laughed, you laughed every day. Oh, yeah, we had a whale of a time and ran the business quite well. Uh, yeah, in fact, he, he kept it going when I, I left uh, because I was, I was doing quite well around the. Uh, the, the clubs and the, uh, mm. the cabarets. Mm. Uh, Billy uh, continued it until right, right through the very end. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And you actually started entertaining, I believe, with a dummy called Charlie Brown. Oh, no, you must not call him no. that. Oh, sorry. Oh, Would he be offended? Oh, I do apologise, no, Charlie. No. A ventriloquial figure. <laughs> oh, you, call him a, you can call him a figure, okay. or you can call him a, 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 your alter ego, or your, <laughs> your assistant. You mustn't got that awful uh, okay. word. No. Uh, okay. You'd be annoyed, wouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> you tell that. Uh, what happened to him? Oh, the, the first one was Charlie Brown. Yes, that's right. He's still there. He's in the attic. Oh, is he? Yes. He's oh. only got one eye now, but he's, he's, uh, he's still there, Charlie Brown. Uh, but he was the usual, what they call uh, in the business, a cheeky doll, a cheeky boy figure. Mm. He was a cheeky boy, whereas Dickie Mint is, uh, comes right out of my comes out of my uh, imagination right. from the Diddy Men because the, uh, the Diddy Men we created them, uh, I created them in, in the Diddy Men, but I found them put it that way um, a pro one pro in 54 yeah. uh, so it must have been about 56, 57 I was doing a, 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 a sort of a doing a, a you did, did a lot of what's called PAs, that personal appearances, just to get your name in the paper and uh, yeah, generally um, you know, get a bit of action. Mm. And it was Lewis's in Liverpool, and uh, I'd done the uh, the event, and coming down the stairs, Mr. Francis was the publicity man. He said, "You know, Dotty, he said you 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 get on very well with children, and being trying to be a comedian, he said the first thing he said, yes, I said, yeah, yeah, I used to go to school with them." And he said, "No, seriously." <laughs> You ought to find a point of contact between you and, say, children, not adults, children, and uh, and you could build on that. And so I did. I uh, I brought the Diddy Men into the act. Mm. They took off. They really took off because it uh, it enabled me to speak to children as well as uh, grown-ups. Each one has developed okay. a, a character of them. But Dickie Mint, I must admit, has, has taken over from the others. We've got Nigel, Nigel Ponce, a bit small piece, the, the posh one. We've got uh, the Irish Mick the Marmalizer, who <laughs> wants to fight everybody. We've got uh, Wee Hamish from Inverkocky Vicky, he's a Scotsman. And we've got uh, um, the Welshman, uh, Atlantic, from, Little Evan from Atlantic, Lettland. So, and Harry Cott, who's the old farmer. Yeah, but Dickie Mint is the one that really took off, yeah. Yes, because you used him in the show tonight, didn't Oh, it? yeah, we used now we used yeah. Yes. Okay, Ken, how, how do you unwind uh, after a show, or, or how do you relax on a day off? <laughs> what's, what's well, nearly, believe it or not, we usually it's, it's either reading books about show business, or uh, reading books about the comedians, or reading joke books, or reading books about uh, psychology. So you never really sort of uh, have a day off from comedy? No, I, 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 I'm ra- rather a, a, a bit, bit balmy, actually. I, I eat, sleep and dream 
show business, and particularly humour, comedy. I just love. I think it's a wonderful, and it brings in a lot of other subjects as well. You know, I mean, you, you talk about humour, you're talking about philosophy, you're talking about religion, you're talking about all sorts of things. Yeah, it's mm. it's, it's quite. Uh, it's very uh, it's very interesting. Mm. It's very interesting. It helps keep your brain sharp as well. Humour, humour is very very interesting. It's a, it's a way of life. Well, they say humour is a, a form of medicine sometimes, and of it course, is, this is for it's, the patients. It's a great, I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's a great. A source of uh, mental medicine, anyway. Oh. It certainly keeps your brain alive and uh, and happy. Right, and on that note, we'll have uh, the song called The River that you mentioned earlier because that was your second most successful record from November 65. You'll have your life all over again, Ken. What would you do, to do differently? I'd probably do, probably do like most people, I'd probably do the same again. Uh, I think we're, we're all uh, uh, creatures of. Uh, I think we're all guided. Mm. Into what we do, I think we all we're all sort of. Uh, first of all, I think we're guided by by your family, by, by your parents, and by the by your brothers and sisters. All have an influence on. I think yeah. every 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 person, you, me, and everyone is a is a is a product of your environment. Mm. The people who you either you're uh, fortunate enough. To be able to, I had wonderful parents. My parents, God, were fantastic, but fabulous. A very happy childhood with Good. a brother and a sister, and uh, oh. they worked so hard. They worked so, I've never seen two people work so hard in my life. And when I look back now, and I think then they were doing it all, they were doing it for the family. They were doing it for us. They were doing it for their home. Mm. And it really is. A, it's very, very inspiring when you see people who really work so hard and. Uh, all they want to do in life is look after their look after their family. Yeah, That's I feel, I feel great very, very today yeah. more than any this time of life more than at any other time. I'm so so grateful to my for my family. Okay, and talking of which, your present house I believe was also your parents' home. So you've been there all yeah, your life, really. The, the old house there. The old, it's it's, it's, 70, it's 1782. Good grief! It's an old Georgian house. And uh, it probably goes back to, well, as I say, go back to the days of the, the French Revolution, the Battle of Waterloo. Yeah. I don't think we were responsible for that. It, it, uh, it goes back to those days. My grandmother and my grandfather had the house. Not that I'd ever met them because they went quite early. My grandma and grandfather, uh, then the, uh, the Dodd family had it. Yeah. Uh, and then my, my father took over. Yeah, so my father and mother, they, they, uh, they did renovations on it, yeah. uh, uh, and a lot of, I, I did, I've done a lot of renovations, uh, but renovations, you call it, and uh, got it the way we wanted. Good. It's, good. It's, it's a lovely old house. So it's only got memories going right back to your childhood. It's only small rooms, for a lot of small rooms, and uh, if you don't like uh, what's going on in one room, you can go to another room. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. So plenty of happy childhood memories from that. Oh, very much so, yes. The house is me. That's it. I, I know. That's all I've ever known. OK, then, Ken. Uh, as they say in Naughty Ash, I have been discumnocorated, which I believe means over the moon, So uh, to meet you tonight. So thank you for your time for this. Have you a Naughty Ash-type farewell for our listeners? Well, I'd like to say to I know quite a bit about hospitals, but we all do in our lifetime, don't we? Yes. And I think we all agree that they're, they're wonderful places to... Uh, wonderful places to get out of 
<laughs> it's a marvellous place to, to know that you're, you're, you're in good hands, right. and you are in good hands when you're in hospital, because the, the nurses and the doctors there, they're doing their best, their very best for you. That's and true. Uh, they're, they're wonderful people, you know, their lives, they've devoted their lives to other people. I think that's marvellous, I think that's wonderful. So, to anybody in hospital, I know that it's, uh, it's a blooming nuisance, actually, to be in there, isn't it? But all I can wish you, I wish you all, I wish you, and I, I say a little prayer for you, I wish that all you, you all feel a lot better today than you did yesterday, and I hope that tomorrow you'll feel a lot better still, and I hope that with, uh, with, with the care and attention you're going to get, I hope that you're back where you really want to be, back back home in your family. Because there's no, that's the best place in the world, the nicest place in the world, the best place in the world is at home with your family. I can certainly see the family values that your parents have yeah. coming out in you, though. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you very much for your time, Ken. Thank you, young man. I'm keeping you up late. No, no, that's fine. You're thank obviously you. missing your thank beauty you. sleep. I have very, I have very fond memories of Coventry because I, I've done some wonderful, uh, I've had some wonderful times there. I, uh, I did one or two uh, variety shows, and then I did Sam Newsom, who, who owned the theatre. Sam Newsom, he had what they call the birthday shows. They were a show in the autumn for about six or seven weeks. And the first one I did, at the top of the bill, was uh, Julia Morris. There was, there was a great uh, Julia Morris at the top, weren't there? Yes. Uh, 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 Arthur Worsley, the ventriloquist, was there, wonderful man. Uh, Tommy Cooper, what a, what a lovely, oh, funny Tommy. man, a very yes. funny man. He was, uh, well, he was well, well down on the bill. He was only about uh, fourth or fifth on the bill. And I was very, I went on the very bottom, of course. Uh, Ken Dodd, I was just, my name was a little bit bigger than the printers. But there was such a happy scene. I did this birthday show, I did the spring show. Uh, and they were very happy times. Nan, the stage doorkeeper, she was a lovely old lady. Lovely, mm. not different, I'm sorry, she was a lovely lady. Yeah. She made every, kept everybody happy. Uh, oh, Ken Roberts, was, oh, I did pantomime, didn't I? I did the Pied Piper there. Yeah, we had, oh, had some marvellous, wonderful times. Also, I met a marvellous man in Coventry. A marvellous mm-hmm. lad who, uh, it was only a lad, he was younger than me, Dennis Fighter, who was a great ventriloquist. Oh. And, a, and, a, and oh, he's had so many, he was so bright personality, so many ideas, such a wonderful, wonderful lad he was, really. He went to, he did some shows in America, he went to the Ed, on the Ed Sullivan show, he did the Ed Sullivan show two or three times. Yeah. Big success, Dennis Fighter. Mm. Very, very tragically, he was, I'm, I'm godfather to his son, uh, very tragically. He was, uh, he, had a, he was killed in a motor accident on his way to do a charity on his way to home I think to do, from doing a charity show mm. or doing a charity show somewhere in uh, up north somewhere oh, or Dennis, uh, he was always in the next dressing room to me and we used to have many many a chat about you know the, the, the future of uh, show business and <laughs> his future and my future and yeah, he, he really was like a brother to me and he was a lovely man so uh, Dennis Spicer I just wanted to put it on record that I do 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 think very fondly of Oh, lovely. And if any of our listeners remember Dennis, then please ring in and tell us your your thoughts about him as well. Thank you, Ken.